0: hi guys welcome to another episode of a crime that i'm your host candace and this week we're going to be naming the show a crime that was just bizarre this is going to be the case of cindy loof so let me tell you guys about cindy loof cindy loof was vibrant she had this beautiful blonde hair blue eyes And she was 24 years old. This is in 2017. She's 24 years old. And she was living the life. She was not home with her parents. She had moved out. But let me back up and tell you about her parents. And how uh, much of a tight-knit family it seemed via social media. Like her dad was... Her dad looks like a taller, skinnier version of Geraldo Herrera. With a very thick, full mustache um and you know she had a brother and another sister so she's one of three according to what i'm seeing on social media but this was a close-knit family that spoke almost every day she's not speaking to her mom she's speaking to her dad or her siblings she also had really great friends um and that was why everything you know just seemed so bizarre when everything took place so sydney Like I've told you guys, she was about her life. She lived by herself at 24 years old. Girl, I didn't even do that. So she was by herself. She was a head cashier of of the store called Menrod. It's in Lincoln, Nebraska. It will be close to, according to online, when I was doing my research, it will be close to like an Ace Hardware. It's not as big as Home Depot, but it was one of those home improvement type of stores where you could go buy anything please keep that in mind sydney was like everyone in today's day and age where when it comes to dating we do it online i am a big right swipe left side person well i was a big right swipe left side uh swipe person and you know even i'll tell you guys even my. I mean, this is how we date in 2019, 2017. This is how you meet people. The app of choice that you know she chose at this point was Tinder. So Cindy was on Tinder, right swiping and left swiping it out. Cindy met a young woman on Tinder. So the woman that Cindy met on this dating app was Bailey Broswell. Now, her and Bailey Boswell, according to, you know, what you may say, hit it off due to the fact that they made a second date for the day after their first date. Now that is when you feel like, oh, this might be something. However, I will say, when she posted on Her, she's a social media girl, um, Sydney. So she posted on her Snapchat, ready for my date. But it was kind of one of those pictures where you're like, ready for my date. Mm." So it was one of those little quirky picture. You know, she was dressed pretty casual, you know. So it's one of those, let me see how this goes. That was the last posted that she did. But this is why I best and I rock with Sydney. Because I tend to do this myself. And not a lot of people realize this. Before she went on her date, her first date, Sydney sent the picture and the name of... Bailey to one of her close friends and she send it off to her and say, This is a person I'm going on a date with. I'm famous for doing that. I will let my friends know where I'm going when I go in. And you need to do that too when you're going on dates. She went on was November 15th. This is when she went on her second date. So November 16th of of twenty seventeen was when Sydney was supposed to show up for her shift at her job and She did not show up, no call, no show, and no one could get in contact with Sydney. So everyone was now worried about her. So her friends slash coworkers said, you know what, let me go to her house. Maybe she's sick, maybe she, you know, isn't feeling well. Let me go check in on her. So her friend drove to her apartment where she found her car in the parking spot. But Sydney wasn't answering her phone. Now, this was very concerning for her friends because her friends were like, she would never, she would never not communicate or disappear or leave her family. She wasn't the type to like run away. Like, this is not Sydney whatsoever. So the concern was there. So the friend reached out to the parents and then they became even more concerned because there's like, she's never done this. Like, if she, if they reach out to her she's not answering the phone she returned back their call but for her not to show up at work i mean being a head cashier coming from retail like you're going to show up to work and if you don't you're going to give them a viable excuse and if you're going to play hooky you're going to be playing hooky with one of your friends but no one has heard from cindy friends reported her missing on november 16th so of course You know, the last thing anyone knew via social media of what was the fact that Sydney went on a date with Bailey. So of course the cops are like, okay, who is Bailey? Let's try to get in contact with her. But this is a date. So no one really had her contact information. It's not like someone she knew for a long time. It's just somebody she's just going on the second date. It's very hard to find that information. But this is how great Sydney Friend was. Sydney Friend said, you know what? Boom, I know she met on Tinder. I know what she looks like and I know her name is Bailey. I'm getting on Tinder. But her friend got on Tinder and swipe and swipe and swipe away until she matched with Bailey. So when she matched with Bailey, she started to, you know, flirt and talk to her and all that stuff so she can get Bailey's contact details. Now that, in my friend's circle, is called a QB. Yes, okay? So her friend got those details and handed off to the police. And the police then tried to reach out to Bailey. It's now over two weeks and they still have not heard from Cindy. And they yet to get in contact fully with Bailey boswell police is just like at their wit's head there's search parties going up there's fires everywhere but right now they changed the name of the facebook saying celebrating um uh, sydney but before it said searching for sydney and i went through all the threads oh it was so good so i went through all the threads from the moment from november 16 this facebook page was created and I was just looking at all the flyers. They were doing news. They were doing all these search parties. And they were keeping the people updated. But after about two weeks, they stopped giving as much update. They're just like, you know, saying, keep helping us, keep helping us. So this was what was going on, at least on Facebook, um, that I can see from my research. One of the things that, you know, we realize is when the police started looking for bailey like she disappeared but one of the things that came up later on or during the process was when sydney met up with bailey for the second time the second date bailey brought her boyfriend with her mind you bailey was 23 sydney 24 Their boyfriend Aubrey Trail, fifty-one. See why I say this case was a little bit bizarre. So this was like a triple date. I I'm I'm not sure, and this made me feel like maybe that's why she made the face. Like I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going ahead with this. The pictures of Bailey and Aubrey was now plastered all over social media. Now, the police were still treating this as a missing person case, but they posted their pictures on the news saying, these are persons of interest that we would like to speak to, barely being the last person to have met up with Sydney. After these two went missing, their information being posted all over social media and on the news, like every You know every new cycle you know tips started to fly in and one of the people who called them up i believe it was the landlord to say listen i don't know what's going on but there's like a strong odor of bleach smell coming from the basement apartment where um our betrayal oh So they obtained a search warrant. They went and searched and they can tell like walking into that apartment The bleach aroma was heavy from the front door and they saw that like certain parts of the wall was like Cleaned down in bleach. Now Here's where everything starts to get even more bizarre The police on their trail trying to get these people to come in turn themselves in Um they decided you know what i'm not gonna do that let me let us make a video bizarre i know this is what i was talking about so these two decide to take it to social media facebook and upload two videos let's talk about video one first the first video was taken of them in a car Bailey's holding a camera and she's staring in the camel camera with her head tilted in a way, she will go back and forth with it. She's wearing this hoodie with this thick glasses and sunglasses, and she's just staring and off to the side with his hand around the seat. As he sit in the passenger side of the seat, he, this is, you know, Aubrey, he's talking, but you only see, you know, one portion of his face but you can tell he's also wearing like a hoodie and it's so weird it's like they don't want to show their face but they're uploading a video but that's not even the weirdest and most bizarre part get this if this video is 10 minutes long aubrey talked for about Eight and a half minutes. He was just spitting out nonsense in the video. Talk, and everything was just a lie. In this video where Aubrey's doing all the talking but not facing the camera, he is in the video saying how, you know, I just want us to say our side. The cops is over there, you know, making you guys feel like, we're not talking to them but we've spoken to them we're not on a run we already spoke to the cops I don't know what's going on we're being crucified in the media so I just want us to come and say our part then Bailey starts to speak and Bailey is just like I told the cops this several times and there's nothing to really say like we met up on our date the first date We smoked weed and drove around Lincoln and then we met up the next night, you know, we smoked weed and, you know, drove around Lincoln again, but then we went back to the house and smoked wax and some other drugs she mentioned and that she gave her, you know, some more weed for her to go take home and when she was about to drop her home like she did the previous night, she asked to be dropped at a friend and she dropped her off and that's it that's Bailey's story we all know that that video was full of crap um however everyone else knew that it was full of crap so once they uploaded it i don't know what they were thinking did they think that they was gonna upload this and people would be like you know what they didn't do it they didn't do it i don't know what these two people were thinking Anyhow, they uploaded this video and I, from what I read, social media went ham. Social media was like, first of all, what are you doing? Go talk to the police. Let the police tell us this information. Second of all, why are you uploading a video hiding? Like you guys had sunglasses, long sleeve shirt on, like what is going on? So from that, they then take to social media again and uploaded a video the next day. And then this day they were in light, I guess they were recording each other. The first person to go again was Aubrey. So Aubrey went and he's talking, he was just like, these are my real eyes. These are my teeth. And he's just like, we're not hiding. They know where we are. Like, we're not hiding. This is who I am, and he went on. And then um, uh, Bailey went and then bailey's just like these are all my tattoos and this is me we're not hiding it's just it was it was it was a mess you the second video on november 30th and that day the cops found them in missouri at a hotel i don't know how call it a tip call it you know ip i'm not quite sure but I'm pretty sure it's due to the FBI because the FBI got involved, I think, about two weeks after Sydney got went missing. So they brought them up back to Nebraska and they brought them back on unrelated charges. It wasn't because of the the disappearance of Sydney Loof. it was because they transported stolen goods over state lines. But that was good enough for them to actually hold them and question them in the sydney loop case while in custody the police were still doing their investigation but they came across a um a video of both bailey and aubrey in a menards oh this is where the case gets super creepy um, they found a video of them in Menards, the home improvement store that Sydney was a head cashier of in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, I don't know if this was the exact store that Sydney worked at, but it just is so creepy that they found that the t- they were purchasing the tools that were used in sydney loops murder on december 3rd they come across the first sighting of part of sydney Loof's body in a ditch in a field they found her arm it was sticking out of a garbage bag sydney Loof was not found in one piece. Cindy Loof was foul cut in cut in 14 pieces, but they only found 13. Cindy Loof left shoulder to bicep was never found. Aubrey after 6 months, Aubrey was then put on trial for the murder of Cindy Loof. Aubrey went to say that this murder was not premeditated. Hello, you was found the morning before the date happened buying the tools to use to dismember her body. not premeditated, but she's naive um Aubrey you know claimed that it was a sex act gone wrong, claimed it was an accident, claimed that it was witches claimed that it was a a vampire. Aubrey kept telling bullshit after bullshit after bullshit when it came to why this Happened and his attorney sits there and say this was an accidental death But he has told the truth throughout the process. I'm sorry was the truth that it was a vampire a zombie or a witch or Accidental or was it the sex act? What was the truth? Tell me because I don't believe so the lawyers this is why i said the lawyers were crap the lawyers was out here trying to say that you know sydney was willing participant of this sex group the relationship between her and bailey was super close you you, sydney and and bailey only had 140 communications and let's let's just think about how it goes on these dating apps hi hi How are you? How are you? How was your day? My day was great. That's how communication happened on the online dating. Like you're, Aubrey's trying to put up this facade, like, oh, they were, you know, like super close, her and um, Bailey, and that, you know, she was willing to join their sex cult because prior members left, so she was willing to replace them. Listen, Aubrey and Bailey wanted to kill someone. And then decided that, you know what, let's find a person to kill on Tinder. This is something that they wanted to experience. So they purposely went out and bought a hacksaw, duct tape, and other hacking suits, uh, tools with all the intentions to kill Sydney. That's why it was purchased at 10 something, 10 30 something in the morning of the day that Sidney Louvre disappeared, which was November 15, 2017. Aubrey rolled into court. Um, I say roll in, like literally mean that. He's now like in a wheelchair for some weird reason. Um, He rolled into court where he pled guilty to one of the three charges that he was... um, being charged for improper disposal of human remains which i think had like a four-year sentence four to ten-year sentence um first degree murder which is punishable to death in nebraska and conspiracy to commit murder he pled guilty to only the Dismemberment of Sydney Lou's body with disposing improperly. That's what he pled guilty to. That's it. Coward ass. Yeah, thing. So, and then it gets even weirder because, as I mentioned, he claimed vampire witches. Oh my. But there were three women that are listed anonymous the courts are not letting us know who they are, which by all means, go ahead. They testified to the fact that this guy was serious. Like he had a sex cult, like, and barely was part of the sex cult. This guy really had a sex cult and these women were involved in the sex cult, but they were no longer and they wanted to remain anonymous so this was a thing he used to promise people the women that if they commit these murders the way he would they will have all these supernatural powers this is bizarre why is this case so bizarre so out of out of one of the one of the three women mentioned that she decided in the summer of the same year that this is happening um in the summer of the same year that this happened she joined the cult with aubrey and she was one of his sex slaves she would have to endure punishment she would have to refer you know to aubrey as daddy and she traveled with them where she would rob and steal and you know sell these these fake antiques and these antiques for him so this guy was this is so bizarre this gets even more bizarre while a witness was walking to the stand Aubrey decided to say out loud you know bailey is innocent and i curse today and slice his neck now we don't know what he used to slice his neck could have been a pen could have been a shank they had not said what it was but he decided to slice open his neck and in the middle of his sentence and his rant he passed out from all the blood that he was losing this gash is the size of the average person's middle finger. After, after he stabbed himself in the neck, of course he went to the hospital, but the he ended up getting better, and within a couple of weeks was back in court. Um, Aubrey was convicted of first degree murder um, and is awaiting sentences. Now in Nebraska, there in order for them to decide on whether or not it's a death penalty they need to then align three judges and the three judges uh then decide whether or not he gets the death penalty and if he doesn't get the death penalty then they decide whether or not he um is going to serve what type of sentence it's unclear what's going to happen and when they're actually going to meet they said that that actually takes six months so i will do a part two video and a part three video because bailey still has not had her trial the last i checked it was supposed to be october 19th um but i don't know if that's actually going to happen it hasn't said anything on the internet and i'm actually doing this video on october 17th um but I did see that they asked to move her trial to a different area because they felt like the judge pool, the jewelry pool will be tainted. So that's it. Again, I wanna say rest in power to Cindy Loop. She was just a young girl looking for love and end up finding tragedy. That has been part one of the Cindy Loops case. A crime that What's bizarre. I see you guys in next week's episode. I thank you so, so much for supporting, listening on me and my new journey of this crime podcast and video. Because this is going to be a podcast and a YouTube video. So if you don't have time to watch me on YouTube, you can always listen to me at a crime that on all your platforms. Uh, and I shall talk to you guys soon. Bye.